Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, 15 about the shoes of peace. There are things that do steal my peace. And so when I'm going through those kinds of things, I have a provision from God. I can shod my feet with the gospel of peace or specifically the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, the word there, to shod your feet, if you have the New American Standard or have your feet fitted, the NIV, is a word that means to furnish with foot gear or to bind under one's feet or to put on shoes or sandals. Uh, the verb is used in reference to footwear, specifically to sandals at that time. And we'll talk about the readiness in, in a moment. But I was thinking about, you know, when we go through our daily routine, whatever your routine may be in terms of your devotional life, I was trying to make some connections to how, how do people really think about putting on armor when you're just in Southern California running off to your job on a Tuesday morning? And one of the things that came to me, and I'm sure I'm not the first one who came up with this, is we do put on socks and shoes every day. We put on, typically, we put on belts. And some of you who ride motorcycles put on helmets. And so there are some connections you can make to the armor as you go through even a morning routine. Uh, I know some people who, you know, pray as they're getting ready and, and think about the pieces of armor as they're doing other things in life. And so that may be helpful for you. It would be nice if we all could wake up 15 minutes early, get on our knees and pray through the pieces of the armor of God. That would come first recommendation. <laughs> However, I know how we all live because I live in the same world that you do. And so sometimes you have to multitask. <laughs> So maybe as you're putting on your socks and shoes, you might pray, Lord, shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now it is interesting, if you look at the verse, it says, and with your feet fitted or shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I do want you to notice that you have to shod your feet. Uh, in other words, remember that the provision is there, but you have to do something with it. It's kind of like, if you just use the analogy, if your socks and shoes are sitting there, uh, it's unlikely that they will get on your feet unless you do something. Amen? Now, some of you have some people in your life that may be gracious enough to accommodate you. On occasion, family members will take my shoes off. They'll say, Dad, you don't look very comfortable. You still have your dress shoes on. It's Sunday. You just preached three, three sermons. Let me take your shoes off for you. And then they'll say, just kidding. No, no, that, no they will do it for me. They're, they're kind that way. And that's always cool. But it's unlikely that someone's going to put your socks and shoes on for you. Uh, I had gone through knee surgery, and I had some help from time to time with tying shoes and stuff like that. So, but you get the point. You've got to make a move. You've got to put on what God has given to you. That's where your walk comes in. Okay? You are seated in, with Christ in heavenly places, but you have to walk in a manner worthy of the calling, and you have to warfare. You, you, in other words, if you're going to get ready for a game, I showed you a picture of a baseball catcher uh, on a recent Wednesday night. You got to suit up. You got to put on the proper equipment. Okay, it's there for you, but you got to put it on. So it says, shod your feet with the, would you notice the next phrase? The preparation 
of the gospel of peace. Now, isn't it interesting that the next word is preparation? NIV is readiness. ESV uses the word readiness. This word preparation uh, speaks a lot because it is the word used in 1 Peter 3.15 that we're always to be ready to give an account of the reason for the hope that is within us. We're to do this with gentleness and respect. Same word, uh, same word that's used in Titus that we're to be ready for every good work or every good deed. So the shoes of peace are tied to readiness. Now think about it this way. In life, and, and I've used a lot of sports analogies because I'm a sports guy, in life, in sports, in war, preparation is just about everything. You have to be prepared. If you're going to play an opponent and you don't have a game plan to deal with the typical way that they approach a game, some of you are coaches out there and you know you scout your, your opponent, right? And why do you scout them? Because you want to see their tendencies, you want to see how they typically do things. So you come up with a game plan to defend them and then to exploit their weaknesses. Well, the word here is to shod your feet with the preparation but notice, it's the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, I don't have any doubt, and you might find some differences of, of opinion in commentaries, but I don't have any doubt that Paul is getting at, even though this is about spiritual warfare and the attacks of the enemy, and I do think that the first application point I gave you is that he does try to take our peace, I don't have any doubt that the language here is speaking also of gospel preaching. In other words, I don't have any doubt that Paul is saying part of the reason why you suit up with these shoes of peace is to go out and bring the message of peace to others. Now when I was thinking about these concepts and, and writing some of this down, what struck me is this. How can you preach the message of peace if you don't have peace? You know, you want to go out and preach the gospel of peace to somebody but your life is in complete turmoil. So you say, hey, bro, you can have peace with God. <laughs> but they look at your life and they say, but you're a disaster, man. All you do, I watch you all day long. All you do is bite your fingernails and worry about the next thing and worry about the next thing. How can you share the gospel of peace if you lack peace? So I think that this is one of the reasons why we're told here that it's a preparation, it's a readiness um, I'm an evangelist at heart, but I've noticed something about my flesh. I can get really lazy about evangelism unless I get ready to evangelize, unless I prepare myself. In other words, I think part of the picture here is that God wants you every morning to strap on the shoes of being ready to share the gospel. And one of the main ways that we share the gospel of peace is to be clothed with the peace from God. So we can say to somebody, you know what? There is a peace available to you that passes what the world understands peace to be. You can have it. The Greek word for peace is irene. It ties to the Hebrew word shalom. So when the Jews want to maybe give a, a going away a greeting or a goodbye, they would say to you shalom. We might say you know, peace to you, but they would say shalom. But but shalom for a Jewish person means total well-being, that you would be well in 
every part of your life from the inside out that you would experience total well-being. That's what a Christian possesses in Jesus. That's what a Christian can give away to others is the peace of the gospel. That's why it's tied to the gospel. In the book of Luke, the angels sing, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom he is well pleased. When Simeon took the child Jesus, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He said in Luke 2.29, Now, Lord, thou dost let thy bondservant depart in peace, according to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem in Luke 19.38, they said, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Jesus cried over the city, And he said, if you had known this day even the things which make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. And so, so many people miss peace because they don't have the clothing of God. And so the Christian church needs to suit up so that we can have this most important um, stability on our feet. Now, what would be the tools of preparation if we're to be prepared to shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, what is it going to take for something to change in your life tonight so that you'll be more prepared to be a person who spreads the message of peace? What do you think? Hmm? <laughs> Dot, more, be more in the word. I think that's very important. I think it would be about a mindset first thing in the morning, maybe as you are putting your shoes and socks on to say, Lord, I want to put this provision on my feet right now. It would be something like this, and I pray this quite regularly. I say something like this. I try to pray on the armor regularly, maybe not every piece every day, but then I'll say something like this in my prayer. Lord, please lead these feet where you want them to go. If there's someone who needs your peace today, I want to deliver it. So please, I have a plan. These feet are planning to go to point A and point B and point C. I got to go to work and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. But if you would redirect my feet so that I can preach the gospel of peace to somebody, please, I am your servant. I think that's what it means to put on the armor of God. I think that's what it means to translate a Bible verse from... I read that and I understand that to everyday life. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. Amen? That's what the shoes of peace are all about. And we're going to just move to one more piece of armor and that's going to be found in Ephesians 6.15. Excuse me, 6.16. So the next piece of armor says, in addition to all taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish how many? All the flaming missiles of the evil one and I think the NIV uh, calls them uh, flaming arrows of the evil one. Okay, so in addition to all, the, NI, the New King James actually says above all, but I think in addition to all does, uh, does fit the context here. It says, take up the shield of faith. Now, Roman soldiers had two kinds of shields. They had a round shield that kind of would tie on their arm for close in combat. And then they had something that was more like a door-shaped shield. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hey, Pastor Michael and the team really appreciate you listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to bring you the truth of God's Word and help you apply it to your life. To equip you when people in your community have questions, not to throw the truth in their faces, but to have an answer for the hope you have inside you. Would you please help us with something? Would you please reach out to us today to tell us how Walk in Truth has been a blessing to you? We have a church board, and they would love to hear from our listeners. They want to know how this ministry is reaching you. We would love to know how Pastor Michael's messages have helped you day to day, or even just this one time if you're a first-time listener. Please take a couple moments to either call us and leave us a message or email us. The number is 844-48-TRUTH, or you can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. That's 844-48-TRUTH, 844-48-TRUTH, or contact at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much, and God bless. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. I think that's what it means to put on the armor of God. I think that's what it means to translate a Bible verse from, I read that and I understand that, to everyday life. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring Glad tidings of good things. Amen? That's what the shoes of peace are all about. And we're going to just move to one more piece of armor, and that's going to be found in Ephesians 6.15. Excuse me, 6.16. So the next piece of armor says, In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish how many? All the flaming missiles of the evil one, and I think the NIV uh, calls them uh, flaming arrows of the evil one. Okay, so in addition to all, the, NI, the New King James actually says above all, but I think in addition to all does, uh, does fit the context here. It says, take up the shield of faith. Now, Roman soldiers had two kinds of shields. They had a round shield that kind of would tie on their arm for close in combat. And then they had something that was more like a door-shaped shield. And my understanding is it was about four or five feet high. And I've read some uh, historians and commentators who have said that's because the average man was shorter in that time. And uh, I kind of joked in something I wrote about this that it, was only, it only had to cover short Italian guys. So it was okay because, anyway. Not, I don't think all Roman soldiers were Italian, but, but it, it worked for the joke. So anyway. So Roman soldiers, uh, not only did they have this kind of door shield. So if you've seen police shows, you've seen sometimes the police will have a gunman and they'll have that door type shield and they'll go in and they'll be hiding behind that shield and they can actually get close to somebody because, you know, that thing is going to block the bullets. Well, the Romans had something very similar, but in their case, it wasn't bullets that was coming at them. It was what? Arrows. And so armies would line up across from each other and uh, an invading army would do something like this. They would take cloth and pitch 
they would put it on the end of their arrows. They would light the arrow on fire. You've seen it in some of the Robin Hood movies and that kind of stuff. And they would shoot their arrows through the sky. When the arrow hit the enemy camp, not only could it kill somebody or wound them severely, but the pitch and the cloth would hit and it would spatter the fire and sometimes set everything on fire that was around it. So in order to to be defensive in what would occur in battle, they would oftentimes soak their shield, the Roman soldiers would soak their shield in water. They would drench it down. Sometimes I've heard oil, but but I think water makes more sense. And, And what would happen is when the enemy army lit the uh, arrow and they started firing, when your shield was in front of you, what would happen is the fiery uh, arrow would hit your your soaked, water-soaked shield and the fire would dissipate. The arrow would go out in your shield. Now think of what a water-soaked shield might represent. How about a a life soaked with the word of God? Now if you're finding things sticking in you and you know you keep saying this belongs to you, <laughs> you know lots of things under your skin. If you know what I'm saying, you may not be raising up your shield of faith as often as you need to. And think of it this way. Now remember, with every piece, God is the object of my faith. God doesn't need faith, but He's the object of my faith. And the piece, the provision, tells me what the enemy tries to do to me. He tries to attack my faith. I mean, how many of you could say quite frequently, this is right where the battle is? And it's an insight from the pieces of armor that your enemy, since you can see his face reflected in the provisions that God has given you, will attack your faith. Go back to the garden. What did he do to Adam and Eve? Or to Eve specifically? Did God really say? Right? And how much has he worked in the area of trying to seduce people away from the faith, either by false religion, evolutionary teaching, humanism, you name it. He is constantly attacking the faith once for all delivered to the saints. And specifically, he will attack your faith, disappointments, discouragements, um, you know, lots of things that can come at you. And when you are feeling like your faith-o-meter is down, you might look another time and see what the source of that may be. Like sometimes you could be going through your life and you're just feeling down about things and maybe you're hit with uh, some extreme doubts. You might want to just ask, hey, this may be spiritual warfare right now. You know, and go back to the Lord and understand that you have something to deal with these attacks, and it's called a shield. Now, not only did the Roman soldiers have shields, but they had interlocking shields. Very cool. And if you, see, if you Google pictures of um, Roman soldiers and their shields, you'll see that they would march together, and I, I understand that sometimes they would have a line as long as a mile long of interlocking shields. And they would also have a group in front that held the shield like this and other soldiers would hold the shield over their head and they would create a covered, almost like a, a they would be a, a walking covered shield. The ones in front like this and the ones in the back like this. And really the only thing that was kind of exposed is maybe their, the bottom of their legs or their feet. And they would move along up to an enemy wall with a total covering because they were doing it together. Here's the point. 
it is good to have your shield of faith up. But remember I told you that the armor is not just about us as individuals. It's also about us, what? Corporately. Now I have found, and I think the Bible in many places backs this up, that my faith increases in the corporate community. Or remember how Jesus sent out the disciples? He sent them out in pairs of two. Why? Because when you're with somebody else, it's easier to be strong. And sometimes your faith is low and that other person, is their, their faith is stronger. Think about a marriage. Oftentimes in a marriage, one spouse's faith might be a little bit beat up and the other's is high and vice versa. And that's when we can grab somebody's hand and say, okay, I know things are tough. I know it looks dark and troublesome. Let's pray. Right? And then that one person's faith encourages the other. The, the shields lock together, if you will, and the enemy's arrows do not penetrate. See, the shield that you've been given is given to you to extinguish. With this, you will be able to extinguish all, not some, of the flaming arrows or flaming missiles of who? The evil one. The evil one. Now, who's the evil one? Well, we've already looked at him in a previous study, and the evil one is Satan. And what is he trying to penetrate you with? Well, you could imagine doubts, um, discouragements, trying to get you to retreat, right? If you, if you have a shield and you're moving forward, if an arrow gets through, he wants you off the battlefield. So you can be assured that as you're taking ground for Christ, Probably more arrows are going to come. The guys that are hiding behind the trees are not getting as many arrows as the guys walking to the battle lines or the gals, as it were. Now, I want to say something to you about faith too. Faith will always have obstacles. Always. If you, if you read the Old Testament, you look at the children of Israel. They had to cross first the Red Sea. That's quite an obstacle. An ocean. What are we going to do? Here comes Pharaoh's army. We have an ocean in front of us. And what happened? Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of God. And God parted the waters. When they were at the Jordan, right? And uh, God said, get yourselves ready. I'm going to do work wonders among you. Well, God says, I'll part the Jordan. But it's not until the priest with the ark... Are you sure I'm supposed to be in front today? Remember, the Jordan was at flood stage, and it's very safe to say from the topography of the land that the step into the Jordan was a step over your head. You've been listening to The Shoes of Peace, Part 2 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, 15. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Living Truth app is a great way to stay up to date with what we're doing here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Bible studies, family events, and of course, worship services. If you're out of the area, the LT app has a lot for you too. You can watch and listen to Pastor Michael's latest teachings. Download the Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael.
Well, what if you've been hearing about this, these shoes of peace and you say, man, I've been walking around angry, snarling at people. What's going on? Well, you're probably not strapping on the shoes, brother or sister. <laughs> Let's face it. Maybe you're walking in the flesh. Maybe you're stepping on some stuff on the ground because you don't have the shoes on. Well, there's a remedy for that. I preached to our home congregation on Sunday in Exodus 17. And Moses, when he had his hands up towards God, the Israelites were winning. And when he dropped them, they were losing. And I said, hey, there's a simple remedy. Get your hands back up. If, if you feel like you've been losing lately, get your hands back up. Hey, if you feel like you've been walking around angry lately, put the shoes back on, man. Put on the shoes of peace. Put on the armor of God. Get back in your Bible. Get back to prayer. Get back to walking with the Lord one day at a time. Hey, you can find out more about walking with the Lord when you call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd be happy to talk to you about a relationship with the Lord. 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday. Or to expand on this idea of walking with the Lord, there's a book called Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God. It's available on Amazon, but we're also giving the book uh, as a gift for anybody who would give us a $20 donation or more to walk in truth. Just request a copy of the book and uh, we'd love to get it into your hands. Even if you don't have the $20, don't worry about it. I would love to get this book into your hands and to maybe friends of yours or new believers. This will really help with that battle with temptation and all of the above. That's walkintruth.com. Hey, glad you're listening. More of the Shoes of Peace tomorrow right here on Walk in Truth. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 6.15 called The Shoes of Peace. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.